Autobots transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode seven of season two of Transformers Animated. It is a fistful of Energon. Yeah, I know that's the good and the bad and the ugly, but they always fistful of dollars, Sergio Leone. Anyway, this episode, you know what? Go watch a fistful of dollars. Uh, but um, never seen it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's it's his best of those spaghetti westerns. But this episode was written by uh, Andrew Robinson, not Sergio Leone, and uh, he also wrote Tunnel Vision. And the last time on Transformers animated the series, continued to do disservice to G One characters by imagining them as pale shadows of their former selves. And in this episode, <laughs> uh, Starscream just breaks free of the Elite Guard ship. <laughs> yep, look the fuck out, Megatron! He's coming to get you. And now we go to Lake Erie Volcano Dinobot Island. And Prowl's watching some deer having breakfast, and then smash, boom, crash. Here's Bulkhead, and hey, what you looking at, Prowl? And the deer all run away. Yeah, uh, but what Prowl's looking for is the Dinobots. Uh, he's sent there by Optimus, who gave him Ratchet's EMP uh, gun to bring the Dinobots in. Yeah, because there's been reports of rampages, and Prowl's like, that's very unlikely. It's probably your exaggeration. The Dinobots are just territorial. If you leave them alone, they'll be perfectly happy. And then immediately, incredibly pissed off, Grimlock comes tearing out of the bushes and attacks them. And there's this really cornball setup for a really lame payoff later where Grimlock, for no reason, just turns and decides to roast a... <laughs> Fucking nest of baby birds. Yeah, and Tweety birds. Pra <laughs> yeah, Prowl uses the MP to knock him out. And then in the, I don't know, with this thorn in the foot, Paul, what was, oh boy. Well, yes, yeah, Slug and Swoop show up and just kind of stand there. And now I, there's a spike stuck in Grimlock's foot. And now we're doing the scene from MASH where Father Mulcahy has to do the tracheotomy while Hawkeye talks him through it over the phone. But Ratchet's like, oh, set the thing to this and dial the beam down to that and yank that her out, but he can't get it free, so Bulkhead rips it out. Yeah, I, I kind of thought we were doing like the whole what's that the line of the mouse fable where the line, yeah, the Aesop's name. fable, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then after that, the line has to do what the mouse says or something like that. Or I'm thinking of the Rocky and Bullwinkle version of it, I think, it, which is the best version of it, Fractured Fairy Tales. But anyway, they remove this thing, Grimlock's happy, then he passes out, and then, um, they we go to Optimus, and there's this really quick write out, and I actually kind of like that they do this where they're like, hey, why don't we just get some are you in a key to use uh, to fix Grimlock's foot? And Optimus says, oh, she and uh, Bumblebee are going on reconnaissance to somewhere called, like, <laughs> Super Fun Adventure Park. Five Banners Roller Coaster Kingdom. There you so, go. Yeah. I mean, they're doing Six Flags. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it's it's a it's a pretty cheap way to write out sorry. But what this gives us is a human-free episode. Oh, I didn't even realize that. <laughs> yeah. Then Ultra Magnus gets on the screen and Starscream has escaped and they'd have reported that sooner, but their tachyon emitter was stolen. And then immediately with that tachyon transmitter, Megatron's watching along and he's like, gee, I wonder how that could have happened. <laughs> now, Megatron does something really dumb here. I mean, I guess he, he couldn't know, but what Megatron does is he puts a bounty out to have Starscream brought to him alive. But Starscream, when he broke free, you know, swore vengeance on Megatron. And even before then, kept attacking Megatron. Like, yeah. he's going to come to you. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to do anything else, man. Like, he's going to show wait. up. Yeah, just yeah. wait a while. But uh, back with Prowl and Bulkhead, they think Teletran 1, conveniently in the crashed Autobot ship, conveniently right here on Lake Erie Volcano Dinobot Island, might be able to detect Starscream because its scanners are more precise. And it does. <laughs> Very easily. It detects a Decepticon signal on the moon. Yeah. There's a funny little bit where Bulk is 
we cut to him, like, Prowl says, maybe we should do it. And we cut to Bulk walking away from the ship going, gosh, Prowl, I'm sure glad you decided not to go ahead with that. Prowl, a Prowl. <laughs> and then Prowl leaves in Teletran. Yeah, he flies off in the shuttle, I guess, and he flies 400,000 kilometers to the moon in about five seconds. Meanwhile, <laughs> Prime and Ratchet are asking him, like, what the hell do you think you're doing? <laughs> yeah, Ratchet has this excuse or this explanation of, like, oh, he's got upgrades and young bots and they're upgrades and they're all full of piss and vinegar, grumble, grumble i guess that's kind of the arc i guess prowl's arc is he's gonna learn to be himself but uh prowl goes to the moon and tries to explain that this is a better mission for one autobot on their own yeah and optimus tells him look man i wasn't asking that was an order and but uh yeah we're on the moon and it's nice to see we turned the gravity down to one sixth and prowl's starting to do bumblebee's trick of like pretending to be getting interference and even ratchet's like i think bumblebee's fake static is more convincing for what it's worth part of prowl's fake static is just him making fart noises yes there's one in there for sure anyway he gets into the tepticon ship and who is there waiting for him but starscream commercial break Mm -hmm. and when we come back starscream's about to blast him one but Prowl ninja stars his gun, and then Starscream rushes at him, but Prowl dodges, and Starscream smashes him to the wall, and Starscream gets up and tries again, but turns out this Prowl coming at him is a hologram. He's like, oh, yeah, I forgot we could do that. <laughs> and he realizes just as the real Prowl takes him out. It's a pretty good fight, but when it happened, I was like, that was way too easy. Because mm-hmm. uh, right away, Prowl has the um, stasis cuffs on him, and who should show up? but lockdown. Yep, we hear a voice we haven't heard in a while. And uh, he's here for the bounty on Starscream, and thanks to him, this is going to be a lot easier than he expected, but Prowl hits the jets and kicks up some dust and then tries to jump kick him back through it, but misses. Yeah, they have a decent fight. There's a lot of moving around. The, the writers really did take into account the low gravity of the moon, and I like that. There's a lot of, like, grappling up and kind of hanging off the ceiling and a lot of Prowl and his jet boosters. But eventually, Lockdown is like, hey, wait, 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 wait a minute. Uh, notice anything missing, and Starscream yes. has fucked off. <laughs> and Lockdown's like, uh, what kind of cuffs were those anyway? <laughs> like, man, he shouldn't have even been able to move. Which, from what we know of the Elite Guard and what a bullshit organization that is, it makes sense that they'd have some cheap, crappily made uh, knockoff cuffs. <laughs> made in Turkmenistan. But yeah, <laughs> they get outside and see Starscream in the... Uh, I almost said the air. Uh, it, over the Autobot shuttle, but it's, you know, the moon nowhere. So he's over the Autobot shuttle, he smiles at them, and then blows it apart. Yeah, and takes off. So Lockdown is like, all right, I don't need your help anymore, Prowl. Bye. He gets in his ship, and Prowl jet boosts off, grabs onto Lockdown's ship just in time to uh, catch it or, or follow it back to Earth. Follow it? Take it? Whatever. You know what I mean, dear listener. They get back to Earth. Yep, and, but inside the ship on the way there, Lockdown can't get a fix on Starscream, but then Prowl, who's inside the ship now, says, I know how to find him, and Lockdown attacks him, but Prowl uses a shield mod he borrowed just then and says, look, man, I know how to find him, but I need your ship to do it, partners. And Lockdown doesn't only agree right away, but it's like, here's a bunch of stuff. Now, I guess, okay, this kind of felt like an... 1980s after school special where the drug dealer is like hey the first time's free yeah and i can guarantee you there's no drug dealer in the history of anywhere in the world who said the first time is free but he gives proud i don't know samurai armor basically yeah it's like a helmet and i thought for sure okay he's gonna put that on and now lockdown can control him but no that never happens but uh, yeah, it's all the samurai stuff, and uh, they land the ship, and it disguises itself as a building in a vacant lot with buildings all around it, so, you know, no one's going to notice anything odd about 
about that. And they transformed ahead out, and now Prowl has a sidecar. And I thought he looked like um, that vehicle from Mask, Piranha. Remember that one? Oh, the, yeah. One of the Venom guys yeah, drove. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the sidecar turned into a sub. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it ejected out. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, so they're, they're, they're driving along the highway again. <laughs> It amazes me every episode. Not a single car on the on the mega highways of Detroit. No, nope. but very quickly they come upon an uncharacteristically frightened Starscream. Yes, and notice he's a little off color, literally yes. off color. I for a second didn't think it was Starscream. Mm, well, yeah, he's more purple, right? I'm like, please tell me this isn't fucking Skywarp being this much of a coward. But yeah, he's even more snivelly than normal. Like, oh, please don't hurt me, and he flies off and. Lockdown's like, that's not the Starscream we know, is it? Yeah, but Prowl's like, hey, fuck you, I'm going to get him. And so he, <laughs> now he doesn't just have boosters, he has like a jetpack. Anyway, he knocks this, I'm making quote signs, dear listener, Starscream out of the air, and Starscream hits the ground. And welcome to another episode of the podcast within a podcast, The Ways I'd Like to See Nick Die podcast. In today's episode, Nick Burns, now long retired from NASA and living in Detroit, is out for an afternoon walk when all of a sudden Starscream falls out of the sky and flattens him. That's it. That's all I had. I just wanted to see Nick die again. And there we have way number 514, I'd Like to See Nick Die. And that was the podcast within a podcast, The Ways I'd Like to See Nick Die podcast. Thanks for listening. Yeah, Lockdown and Prowl get to him, and Lockdown slaps the cuffs on him, the good kind, the $8 kind. <laughs> he gets Megatron on the phone, and uh, Prowl's like, wait a minute, you're working for Megatron? Yeah, who did you think he was working for, Prowl? Yeah, who else would put a bounty on fucking Starscream? Jesus. But uh, yeah, Megatron seems surprised it's Lockdown that's contacting, but, you know, good enough, job's done, all right, where do you want to meet to get your money, or whatever he's going to give him? Yeah, Lockdown gives him the coordinates, and uh, Prowl overhears that, obviously, and is like, hey, I'm not letting you take Starscream. And Lockdown's like, ah, yeah, you are. And he has some lasso gun that, you know, uh, restrains, yeah, restrains uh, Prowl, knocks him on his ass, and he leaves with Starscream just as the Autobots show up. Mm -hmm. And they're going to have a spark to spark later, but he's up to see oh, Megatron. Yeah. yeah, the Autobots are here. Prime cuts Prowl free, and Prowl wants to go after them. And uh, they ask, all right, what's good into you lately? And Ratchet's like, it's the mods and upgrades. That's what. And Prowl transforms and heads off, and they follow him. And Ratchet's like, ah, oh, it's my fault for lending him that EMP thing in the first place. This was very much a conversation where Prowl should have been like, guys, I'm right here. Like, they're yes. talking about him. Anyway, what we see a Harrier jet, who you have to assume is Starscream, but wait a minute. Starscream's up ahead because they see Lockdown zip by with Starscream in tow. And they, they wonder who that could be. Oh, it's probably just another regular Harrier jet, which is a used by the British Royal Navy. Anyway, it transforms and it's Starscream. Yeah, and often flies very low over Detroit. Yes. You know, those Harrier jets <laughs> everywhere over Detroit. It transforms and it's Starscream and commercial break. And when we come back, Starscream right away proposes an alliance. And this is a properly colored Starscream. I thought, yeah, it's very G1, I mm -hmm. thought. And uh, the Autobots kind of, they're, they're really not sure, but he starts to make a convincing argument, Starscream does, until Prowl's like, you know what, fuck this, and draws his weapon. Yep, no deal, he pulls out whatever this is, and Starscream says, well, got a jet, he's out of here, and Prowl flies off after him, and now we get a closer look at what this thing is, and I thought it was the cattle prod, whatever it was, thing that Dr. Sumdak used on Megatron that time, right? Mm. 
I didn't think of that. Which uh, is why would Lockdown have that? I don't know. But because I, the writers of this show don't give a shit. <laughs> uh, Prowl and Starscream have their fight, and, and Prowl knocks him out of the air. And, and this is that dumb payoff. Yeah. Uh, when Starscream comes flying down, he careens through a tree and just smashes it to the piece to pieces, uh, hits the ground. And Prowl, while doing a bit of a flex, saying, ah, see, I... Uh, caught Starscream. This is why we need all these upgrades because the Decept guns are tough and I beat Starscream. And Ratchet's like, but what about the Tweety Birds? And he points (laughs) at a fallen nest with a bunch of broken eggs. Yeah, just lying there in the sidewalk and Starscream looks up at Prowl and says, man, that was a really good sneak attack. Like, way better than that fighting with honor shit I'm used to with you. Like, are you sure you're not part Decepticon? You know what? This is starting to get a bit of a multiplicity vibe. I mean, if you know the ending, it's just if you've ever seen Multiplicity with uh, Michael Keaton, fun, great little 90s uh, rom-com uh, that got cloning all wrong. But <laughs> Prowl has this, you know, road to Damascus moment where he realizes, oh, no, I killed the Tweety Birds. And uh, <laughs> says, okay, I'll get rid of the upgrades, but first, I have to go get that other Starscream. And whoosh, he fucks off to the warehouse. Yep, he gets to Lockdown's warehouse, the, the warehouse that he likes, I think Lockdown called it, and Megatron's here with Blitzwing and Lugnut, and Prowl accidentally knocks a bolt or something off the shelf he's hiding on, and Megatron immediately sees him, he's like, orders his guys to get him, and then the Autobots drive through the boarded-up door, and we got us a good old Mexican standoff. Now, every this is a decent episode, but everything after this, everything that happens in the warehouse, I love all of this. It's kind of got a little bit of a Reservoir Dogs feel to me. Yeah, but, yeah, I can see that. Uh, um, yeah, there's this big standoff, and then all of a sudden Ratchet and Optimus just burst through and they join the standoff and, and uh, uh, Lockdown's like, you know what? I don't think this has anything to do with me anymore. Yep, I'll just get that bounty and let you guys sort this out. But Megatron's like, can it? And then Bulkhead drives in with the other Starscream. And again, Lockdown's like, you know what? I left a cake burning in the oven. I'll just see myself <laughs> out, guys. And Megatron blasts at him and he goes all Colonel Flag. Nobody leaves until I leave and I never leave. <laughs> <laughs> and then the mystery is revealed in that the cockpits of both Starscreams open to have what we have to assume are bombs because they're beeping and, and uh, blinking red. Yep. And Starscream's voice comes over, I guess, the these clones and explains these are clones of course i wasn't gonna let myself get caught you fucking idiots now you're all gonna die Mm, he's gonna get rid of all of his enemies in one fell swoop and he'll be leader of the decepticons even though there'll be none left well other than the ones way out in space but megatron's like i think not and he just blasts the glass skylight and they transform and fly off when realistically they just would have flew through that right they wouldn't they totally could but it is kind of a neat shot where the glass the shattered glass that falls down towards the camera yeah so ratchet says hey let's get out of here as well and optimus says no whoa, 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 whoa. if these blow they'll take out half the city we have to disarm them and prowl realizes there's not going to be enough time but I've got these upgrades. Yep, and they can't contain the blast either, so Prowl has Bulkhead put the two Starscreams back-to-back and starts installing his new jump jet boosters into them, and he gets that done, and then jams the cattle prod thing between them, and I guess that makes them blast off through the skylight. Yeah, he MacGyvered the hell out of it, but it worked, and it goes through the skylight and almost catches up to the fleeing Decepticons, explodes in brilliant bright white light over the city of Detroit and knocks the Decepticons clean out of the air. Mm-hmm. And back with the Autobots, Lockdown's giving them the slip again, but then immediately he calls Prowl, and uh, he's like, you know, that offer to work as partners, that still stands, right? You're pretty good in a fight, and Prowl tells him, yeah, it was fun for a while, but it's not me. Not only 
that, he says, and don't you ever fucking call back here again. Yeah, not unless you want me to put the elite guard after you because they'd be so effective. So we go up to Starscream in his Decepticon ship on the moon, and he's watching another broadcast from Megatron saying, hey, I want a bounty on Starscream, the real one this time. And he's like, good luck, because behind him are dozens upon dozens of Starscream clones. Megatron finds out by hijacking the Autobot signal that Starscream has escaped from the Elite Guard because two-thirds of the Elite Guard are useless and they've had radioed in sooner, but their tachyon emitter was missing. Wouldn't they check to see if they had their entire ship before they left Earth? Like, some kind of pre-flight checklist? All right, Jazz, let's go down the list. Navigation? Check. Propulsion? Check. Sentinels a dickhead? Check. All right, then, radio Cybertron and tell them we're heading back with a prisoner, so have security ready. What? You can't contact Cybertron? Well, that can only mean one thing, Jazz. There must be no Cybertron if we can't contact it. That's how we draw conclusions on this ship, because we're stupid. No, there's no point in going outside to check and see if the tachyon emitter fell into that giant hole in the ground we just noticed. Even if it's there, who would we contact with it? Cybertron's gone, man. We were just through this. Might as well stay here. Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Hit Pickers podcast show, A Fistful of Energon. Paul, what did you think? I've never seen A Fistful of Dollars, but so I don't know how many references there are in it. But isn't the most iconic reference they ever use from that is where Marty uses the stove, piece of the stove in Back to the Future 3? Isn't that from A Fistful of Dollars? Yes. It, it, there's, there was enough. It, it stared, shared enough plot points with Fistful of Dollars of it. It wasn't quite playing both sides. Yeah. You know, if really he should have been, Prowl should have been working for the Decepticons and the Autobots, but it kind of worked that it was locked down. You didn't know which way it was going. I, I, I approve of that. I really love Fistful of Dollars. Maybe my favorite Eastwood movie. I like this episode, though. It was a good one, I thought. Yeah, it had real big drugs are bad vibes with the upgrades. Yeah, and then th- that whole bit with Grimlock and the thorn in his foot, like, that was a setup that didn't go anywhere. Like, at, at, you'd think, okay, there's going to be an all his last moment with Prowl, and then next thing you know, here comes Grimlock and look the fuck out, right? Yeah, the, the Dinobots in this show are, like, setting themselves up for another setup. That's all it is. <laughs> it's just, oh, hey, remember, they're still yeah, here. Yeah, they're still around. Oh, and, and I love that there were no humans, like, none. And I really liked that, like I said, all that warehouse stuff. As soon as they were in the warehouse, that was just everything about that was awesome. Yeah. So the next episode Paul and I are going to review is SUV colon Society of Ultimate Villainy. If you want to see a couple criminals, <laughs> you can find us on Twitter. I'm at John Selby. Paul's at pmcpherson1. Yeah, make sure you rate and review us on your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with. Then tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. You can tell them they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, keep on Transformers. See you later. I know how to find him.